It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. It's Saturday, the 13th of May, the 133rd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. You have 232 days left in 2023 to do something fiery. I love Spanish music, don't you? I love Spain, too, and the Spanish language, and the people, all those red dresses, the restrained passion that is flamenco. I was there last week in Andalusia, and it was heaven. I met my bestie from Texas there, and we spent our time in Cordoba and Granada in absolute heaven, looking at all the fiery colors that are the gardens of Andalusia. I saw, at long last, the Alhambra, the seat of the Moorish sultans from 1238 through 1492 in Granada. I have loads of pictures to share with you, and once I get them sorted, I'll post them to the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. And I brought back loads of little goodies for your bonus question prizes. Speaking of the bonus question, I am so pleased to tell you we have a new quiz master. Recognize this voice? Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. Yep, that's a voice you hear every week on the Sound Kitchen, but until now, ever so briefly, now you can feast your ears on those dulcet tones for a much longer time. That's Paul Myers, and you sports fans out there know he is the man who tells you what's what in the sporting world. Remember his show, Sports Insight? That was a good one. I call Paul Baby Brother. When I started at RFI, there were five of us born in 1961, with Paul at the very end. I'm right before him. Baby brother is about 25 days younger than I am. I have great respect for Paul Myers as a journalist, and I like him as a human, too. Besides, we have almost matching jackets and coats. That's got to count for something. Welcome to the program, Paul. Well, hello, big sister, and uh, thank you very much for inviting me into the Sound Kitchen family. Paul's ready to mix in your delicious Sound Kitchen ingredients, your answers to the bonus question on the listener's corner. There's Olia Horton's happy moment coming up too, so don't touch that dial. Sounds delicious. It's the sound kitchen. Kitchen. <laughs> Are you ready? I do hope so. And so do I, because it's time to get that quiz out of the oven.
On the 15th of April, I asked you a question about an article by RFI English journalist Amanda Morrow, French unions rally protesters after pension reform talks end in failure. You were to reread Amanda's article and tell us what Cyril Chabagnier, the leader of the moderate CFTC union, had to say about the reform. Paul, what's the answer? Well, as Amanda Morrow wrote, they, meaning all of France's trade unions, had been pushing for the complete withdrawal of the reform bill, which Cyril Chabagnier, leader of the CFTC union, said was unfair and brutal. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question, suggested by Father Stephen Wara from Bamenda in Cameroon. Do you have a religious faith? What inspires you to adhere to it and stay with it? You'll hear the answers later in The Listener's Corner. So stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... Shahanaj Parvan, who's the president of the Nilshagor RFI fan club in Nilfamari, Bangladesh. Shahanaj is also the winner of this week's bonus question, suggested by Father Stephen Wara. Do you have a religious faith? What inspires you to adhere to and stay with it? Here's what Shahanaj wrote, quite simply. I follow Islam because it allows me to manage my life peacefully. Congratulations, Shahanaj. Also on the list of lucky winners this week are Asifa Shaheen, who's a member of the RFI Listeners Club in Sheikhapura City, Pakistan, and RFI Listeners Club members Karuna Kantapal from West Bengal, India, Akena Begum from Odisha, India, and my old pal Mogiri Machuki. Mogiri was the very first listener I ever spoke to long ago when I inherited the show from dear old David Page. Mogiri lives in Kissy, Kenya. Mogiri, I am so glad you're writing again. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. The question this week is about a new French policy banning far-right extremist groups from demonstrating. But you know all about that because you read our article, France to Ban All Far-Right Extremist Demonstrations. Last weekend, around 600 people dressed in black, some of them masked, marched here in Paris carrying black flags marked with the Celtic cross. That's a symbol that's been appropriated by white nationalists and far-right extremists in Europe. Sorry, Celts. Their demonstration was approved by Paris's police préfet, Laurent Nunez. There was an immediate outcry from France's left-wing politicians and activists because several demonstrations against Macron's pension reform have recently been denied permits. So, Interior Minister Gérald Darmanin stepped in, banned far-right extremist demonstrations, and said he'll let the courts decide if they can be held. My question to you is, what was Marine Le Pen, she's the parliamentary leader of the far-right national rally, what was her response to Darmanyan's ban, and what are the names of the two men who worked as treasurers for her party who participated in the march? 
Again, reread our article, France to Ban All Far-Right Extremist Demonstrations, and answer me this. What was Marine Le Pen's response? And what are the names of the two men who participated in last Saturday's rally who worked as treasurers for her party? You'll find our article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Paul, what's this week's bonus question? Well, the question this week was suggested by RFI Listeners Club member Radha Krishna Pillai, who's from Kerala State in India. Radha Krishna wants to know, what is the first thing you think of when you hear the word patriotism? Do you think of flags? Do you think of your country's Independence Day? Do you think about voting? Do you think about demonstrating or striking? Hmm, just a bit like the French do. Or is that a bit racist? What is the first thing you think of when you hear the word patriotism? Thanks, Radha Krishna, for the question. Remember, we're happy to hear your ideas for bonus questions, so send them right on in. For me, voting, that's for sure. Baby brother, what about you? When I think of patriotism, I think of other people. <laughs> that you know what? I get that. I get no, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. You have until the 12th of June to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 17th of June to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a ms, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336 3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. I'm Bernie Seibin. Bonjour from Texas. And now more from and about you. It's time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Paul. Today you'll hear the answers to the bonus question, Do you have a religious faith? What inspires you to adhere to it and stay with it? The question was suggested by Father Stephen Wara from Bamenda in Cameroon. Those of you who answered are overwhelmingly Muslim. So we'll start with what you find in Islam that inspires you. For Rajya Katun, it's because she likes, as she writes, the lifestyle of Islam. I find peace in it. Rajya, 
you have a brother in Saidul Islam. For him, it's also the lifestyle, as it is for Raihan Ali, who wrote, Islam is the religion of truth. It is the embodiment of the code of life which Allah, the creator and lord of the universe, has revealed for the guidance of mankind. For Rabeya Begum and Malik Allah Bashaya Kokar, it is the Holy Quran that inspires them to follow Islam. They both wrote that they find peace when they read it. It is also the Quran for Muhammad Likon. He wrote, The Holy Book of God provides the complete code for Muslims to live a good, chaste, abundant and rewarding life. Through obedience to the commandments of Allah, we will gain salvation in the next life. Muhammad Aksan follows Islam because it teaches that life is, as he wrote, sacred and one of the greatest gifts and blessings of God. Every moment of life has great value. Riaz Ahmad Khan believes that life without belief is wasted. He wrote, God has created us with a purpose, so we must spend our lives according to our religion so that after death we can enjoy eternal life. Moslema Jahan Khatun follows Islam closely because of his mother's influence. He wrote, My mother lives a very pious and simple life. At 76, she still reads the holy book every day. As soon as I was of age to pray, she taught me how. I now say my five daily prayers every day in our local mosque. Tasnim Saleh follows Islam because, as she wrote, it is a beautiful religion that speaks of equality, peace, and compassion. Salahin An-Nayyan is philosophical. He wrote, The philosopher Karl Marx said that religion is a form of opium. I think religion is something that cannot be argued about. If the question is, why do you believe in religion, there is no answer. I believe in the religion that my father and my grandfather believed in. I am a Muslim. A Muslim believes in things never seen. I believe in God, heaven and hell without seeing it. This is my religion. This faith compels me to obey so that I may live in heaven in eternal life after my death. Jobiyada Akhtar Jai wrote, Allah teaches that the souls of those believers who have a sincere and unsullied belief in him throughout the life of this world are worthy of paradise. Every stage in this instruction is, by Allah's will, a means whereby Muslims can take another step toward paradise. Having faith doesn't mean making mistakes. That's true. I'm reading the Quran right now and it is written over and over again, Allah is merciful kind. This brings us right to Father Steve Wara, who is a Roman Catholic priest. Forgiveness is key to his faith. What did the good father write, Paul? Susan, he wrote, my inspiration to adhere to and continue to stay in my Christian faith derives from its powerful message of God's love and forgiveness of sins and universal salvation for all through the power and merits of the passion, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As we read in the Bible in Colossians, God has delivered us from the domination of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son 
in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Father Steve continues, There's a famous quotation from Marganita Lasky, a leading British journalist, broadcaster and novelist. What I envy most about you Christians is your forgiveness. I have nobody to forgive me. Mogiri Machuki is also a Roman Catholic. He wrote, For me, being a Catholic, which is my family's religion, provides me with something to believe in. It nurtures me. I believe it provides a sense of some kind of structure which other faiths don't offer. In that sense, I believe my faith of choice abides closely with the biblical scriptures and eternity in the spiritual world. Radha Krishna Pillai wrote, I was born as Hindu due to the tradition of my homeland. I do not follow any ideologies of Hinduism. I'm just a simple human. And Jayanta Chakrabarti wrote, What inspires me to adhere to my religion? Just being born into a Hindu family hardly inspires me to be a committed Hindu. Not that I'm an atheist, but adhering to a particular religion just does not interest me. Academically trained in Catholic and Jesuit institutions, I adhere to the teachings of the Bible as well as to those of the Bhagavad Gita and the Quran, as they all lead to one God, the Almighty. Jayanta, Jesuit trained, you may have heard of the great French theologian Teilhard de Chardin, who was a Jesuit. He wrote, everything that rises must converge. Remember everyone, this week's bonus question is, what is the first thing you think of when you hear the word patriotism? Thanks to Radhakrishna Pillai for the question. Do you have a bonus question idea? If so, send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating, and a special thanks to Paul Myers for hanging out in the kitchen with us. It's been a pleasure. Susan Wensby, The Sound Kitchen, Radio France International. And now it's time to get happy with Ms. Olya Horton. Just take a pinch of inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity, and sprinkle it with sunshine. And there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello, Sound Kitchen listeners. Olia Horton from the RFI English team. I hope you are well. This month, nature will again be at the heart of my happy moment. At the end of April, I spent a week with family in the French Alps. As we took in the beautiful scenery from the chairlifts, we noted animal tracks in the glistening white snow and sometimes mysterious little brown holes. Much to our amazement, heads began poking up out of these holes. We were seeing alpine marmots, or groundhogs as the Americans might call them, coming out of hibernation. They seemed to be soaking up the spring sunshine just like us. Once or twice we saw them in pairs, wagging their stumpy tails or digging in patches of earth beginning to show through the snow, oblivious to the skiers and machinery nearby. Why would seeing these animals make me happy, you're probably wondering. 
Well, it's like foreigners hoping to spot a kangaroo or a koala while travelling through Australia. For me, as an Australian in Europe, seeing a marmot is an exotic experience. Here I was witnessing the changing of the seasons, and there is something special and reassuring about the presence of these animals, especially when we know that so many species are struggling to survive with the impact of climate change. Perhaps future generations won't get a glimpse of the marmots in the wild like I had seen them, and wouldn't that be awful? I desperately wanted to catch a marmot on camera, but they were always a little bit too far away. And not being a professional photographer, I couldn't make the black blobs on the screen seem recognisable. Oh well, I'll just have to print that image onto my mind's eye. Of course, alongside the marmots, we saw plenty of birds wheeling about and tracks of other animals here and there. Spring had definitely sprung, and that's always something to be happy about. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. You can send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine, or you can go ahead and record your happy moment and send it to us attached in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Ollie Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now. Thank you, Olya. You can hear Olya's happy moment on the first Saturday of every month. Before we go, a little shout out to Saumya Ganesan and Ashwin Chiranjeevi, who married just last week in Tamil Nadu, India. Saumya is the daughter of Radha and M. Ganesan. Mr. Ganesan is an RFI English Club member and a faithful participant in the Sound Kitchen quizzes. Congratulations to Saumya and Ashwin. May you have many years of marital bliss before you. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining us in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many thanks to our sound engineer Laurie Plisson for mixing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'm off again next week. I know, I know, but the month of May in France is the month of holidays. As always, I've left a nice meal on the stove for you. You'll hear a replay of a good show about a women's music collective in Florida, Women in Jazz South Florida, founded by Dr. Joan Cartwright. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch and stay safe, my friends. Erwan's off this week, so it's music from Susan. Welcome our new cook, Paul Myers. It's a piece I know he loves because he chose it for a series of Sound Kitchen shows I did with all of the RFI English journalists a few years back about their favorite pieces of music. It's Thelonious Monk's "Let's Call This," and it has to be a specific recording. Why is that, baby brother? Well, Susan, there's a strange mix of reasons.、Uh, my parents divorced when I was very young, and as part of the settlement, I had to go and see my dad every Saturday afternoon from about the age of five. I'd go with him to wherever he lived, and、uh, my dad adored jazz. And as I got older, he allowed me to choose the records to put on the record player. He'd make me put gloves on to protect the vinyl. And for some reason, I loved Thelonious Monk live at the Black Hawk. I loved the album cover. 
Thelonious looks really cool in it and he's looking away and he's just got a real air about him. My dad used to say, that record's older than you. Be careful with it. It will be yours one day. My dad died in 2009. The record is now mine. It's still older than me and I still adore it. So let's groove, everyone. Talk to you all next week.